I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We're back again. Here we are, Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily here on Wrestle 2. I am he, I am Alex McCarthy, and I am flanked by the one and only Louis Dangor, Lou, Luigi, whatever I feel like calling the man. How are you, man? I'm all right. I'm good. I'm very good. We uh, had a show yesterday, special show, which did fantastically well, and we enjoyed chatting with you all. So, yeah, excited for more nice interactions and to chat some wrestling today. I must say, I've been really loving uh, the interaction with our viewers and our audience in the comments, you know, and the get your super chats in, guys, because we've been really loving digging into some of the hot takes that you've got and some opinions that you've got banging around. So any amount, we promise we'll read them out here on Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. And of course, as Louis mentioned, we had a special post Helena Cell show yesterday, and we'll be doing that for uh, Full Gear for AEW as well uh, at the beginning of next month. And Survivor Series, which is remarkably three weeks away, um, we'll be having post shows on the Monday and usually Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 8 till 9, right here on Wrestle 2. If you missed that, you can get us on podcast form now, Apple, Spotify, Acast, the lot of them. You can grab us uh, and you can never miss a beat. So without further ado, Lou, before I get into the news, I always have to say, please like, share, subscribe, give us a review, do whatever you like, but help some brothers out. Isn't that right, Lou? Yeah, we are painfully close on Wrestle 2 to 30k uh, subscribers. And that's a goal we've got. Painfully close. And we want to get there. So if you're not subscribed, make sure you are. Because although Wrestling Daily, a fantastic show is on Wrestle 2, that is not the only thing you'll get on this channel we do up uh, clips in the podcast if you can't watch the whole thing shorter clips we've got uh sort of the the funny content that we sometimes don't get to put on the main wrestle talk channel goes on here and honestly it's a great time so make sure you're all checking that out and subscribing if you're not already and of course i've got my good guy louis right here beside me tonight on other nights it will be tomorrow will be sp3 i can see him in the comments doing his busy work much love to you, brother. And Stephanie Chase, of course, coming through on Thursday uh, before Louis rounds off the week again. I just can't shake the guy. He's always there, man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Anyway, guys, let's get into the news. And, of course, we're going to touch on Raw as well because that went down last night. And it's fair to say it was a bit of a mixed show. So I'm sure we'll circle back round and get to some of that. But this is the Wrestling Daily. So we need to give you some of those daily reports. And our good friend and wrestle to uh, talk friend in, in in general sean ross sap he's been at it again uh with fightful's patreon service and he's reporting that some wwe stars were confused by the finish of the wwe title match and the title change that went down at hell in a cell so lou it's worth noting before i get your opinion on this that sean will be challenging you and Adam Pearson on uh, Quizzlemania this week. And of course, you can watch Wrestling Daily leading straight in to Quizzlemania. We've got all your needs, man. Your, your mm. night's sorted on Wednesday. But tell the people, the fine viewers, what the deal is with this report. Yeah, you you and uh, True Heel Heat tomorrow are going to be like the Peter Rosenberg and uh, Jerry Lawler on the pre-show for Quizzlemania. <laughs> yeah. What a compliment that is. I mean, not in a cage, maybe, but sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's a cage match I want to see. But um, <laughs> yeah, Fightful uh, Select is reporting uh, 
that uh, some of the people within WWE were slightly confused about the decision to put the WWE title on Randy Orton. And it seems like fans have quite sort of a similar mindset. Uh, so a lot of the um, people that Sean spoke to has said that uh, while Orton's well liked within WWE, most of the wrestlers were confused about the timing of the title change because Orton's been beat for four consecutive, uh, three consecutive pay-per-views uh, prior to Hell in a Cell. Uh, SummerSlam to uh, Drew and the Class of Champions to Drew and then Payback in the middle to Keith Lee. So there was a bit of confusion within WWE uh, about the timing to put the title on him, especially considering he was so well protected uh, from SummerSlam, uh, from WrestleMania, sorry, to SummerSlam. So it seems like some of the people within WWE, and it's important to note a lot of fans that we've seen on Twitter and on in comments of YouTube videos seem to share in that uh, assessment as well. And it's probably something that in hindsight, WWE should have, if they knew they were going to put the title on uh, Randy, I probably wouldn't have had the Keith Lee match in the middle where no. Keith Lee hasn't really gained anything, and it was just another loss for Randy. Uh, so, yeah, this is something that, again, coming from Sean, who is on top of everything. And if you guys aren't subscribed to Fightful Select, I definitely would, because it is a fantastic subscription service. So in terms of BSometer, I could 100% see this being um, factual, because, I mean, it's conversations that I think we even had on yesterday's show uh, as well. I wasn't even going to give this the BS Omata, but I will um, because we do implicitly trust Sean Ross Sapp here. And it's worth saying that, yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a surprise, but really it's not for the talent to debate, is it really? Like it's kind of just do your job, I guess. But I can understand what they're thinking. And a lot of people have said maybe they didn't want to do Drew and Roman just yet at, at Survivor Series. There could be some legs there because we've heard Triple H Talk about how he really thinks that could be like a generational matchup. You know, we're talking Austin Rock. Uh, well, I'll, uh, he's talking it. I'm not. Um, but, you know, it's worth saying that they do obviously value that matchup highly. So, and rightly so. Both of them have kind of reached a new stratosphere in their careers. So, it's worth saying that. Um, but, yeah, of course we trust our good friend Sean Ross. So, it's nice to get out of the traps with a truthful report, Lou. Exactly. Um, now, looking at some more news I must touch on this because Miko Satomura is going to be heading to NXT UK, who have just you know already signed the fantastic Ben Carter. Um, not many people would have seen this move coming uh, a while back, but here we are. And Lou, what details have we got on this signing? So it was sort of the early hours of this morning for us in the UK. Uh, Tokyo Sports reported that Miko Satomura will or is expected to and is likely going to be heading to England within uh, the next month or so to debut for NXT UK as a trainer and a um, and a wrestler as well. Uh, uh, Tokyo Sports might not be the name that you guys sort of are. Uh, accustomed to or very uh, much associate with factual news but in terms of uh <laughs> just your wording there made it sound like they're terrible but i know exactly no, what you meant I'm, I'm about to say in terms of japanese wrestlers they are probably better than anyone they reported that io shirai was coming to wwe kairi same was coming to wwe they reported that miko satamura herself was going to be part of the may young classic in 2018 so if we want to trust the source for japanese wrestling it probably doesn't get much better than tokyo sports so for this one i think it's probably be a summer to green 100 percent of the way and it's actually a fantastic get for wwe and someone that with nxc's women's nxc uk's women's division which has some great names with um uh kylie ray uh, kylie ray kaylee ray and um uh piper niven or uh, viper uh, it does need some additions, though, because they've lost Rhea Ripley over the last year and they've lost Tony Storm now. So Miko Satomura will be a fantastic addition to that on screen and as well uh, behind the scenes in terms of a trainer's role with someone with vast experience. Uh, this is another great get for NXT UK. Listen, she's uh, Miko is a fantastic get for WWE full stop, in my opinion. Um, you know, I, I actually can't believe she's only 40. Um, she's been around forever. I remember her in WCW in the mid nineties for crying out loud. Um, and of course it was fantastic to get her, um, in the May Young Classic a couple of years ago. I really enjoyed the Mercedes Martinez matchup. And of course, I think Killer Kelly and the other name eludes me who she faced, but I remember the other two matches very well before Tony Storm, I believe dealt with her. I think I've even heard Sasha Banks say that she would love to face Miko. Yeah. So it shows you what a legend that she is. Um, and yes, 
NXT UK, great get. I don't know how that's... I, I, I want to look into this, but I don't know how that's transpired, though. Like, in terms of... Is she, does she have a connection to England? Like, do you know what I mean? Is she... Does she live here or have a base here, a family she, here? I don't know. She's done some stuff with Progress. And I, I was there for the Progress show where she beat Jordan Grace, Impact Wrestling Jordan Grace, to win the... Um, to win the Progress Women's title. So I know she isn't uh, sort of a newcomer to... I just mean, age. like, in this climate where it's hard to get back and forth, I wonder if... I mean, I don't, I, I don't know, but it, but it seems to indicate and that, that she'll be moving here permanently. I know NXT UK are doing the batch taping, so I guess she technically wouldn't have to live here. She could sort of come over, but I, I mean, we, we don't know in terms of the semantics, but great get for NXT UK. And I just want to bring up this comment here from Cody K because it is fantastic. And I agree when talking about this. Let's bring back the May Young Classic. It was a fantastic tournament. Showcase a lot of great women. was was just great to see. So I'd love to see it back uh, within, within, obviously, once the pandemic stops so we can get people coming over from loads of different countries. I know that Triple H has been working to make that happen. Uh, he's told me that personally. And, of course, I think a lot of where that went wrong, it would have happened this year. But of course, we know why that hasn't. But I know that they were working towards it. I'd spoke to Triple H at one point who said that it pretty much filled up the brackets. They had the vast majority of people that were going to be a part of it. And of course, things fell apart. Uh, what did not fall apart is John Alba <laughs> checking in with the rest. Are we friends with John Alba after he buried us yesterday? Saying he he a little bit, but I did say that he would, you know, he wouldn't tune in, and here he is. So. Far be it from me to deny that man. Um, you know, thank you, John. Uh, we appreciate all the good work you've been doing, my friend. Yeah. We got our first super chat of the night from Jobber JJ himself. Retribution and the Fiend in branded T-shirt screams money. Nothing gets my slapjack going than brand supremacy with no stakes. Hashtag jam that jam. Uh, thank you very much, Jobber JJ. Um, where do you want me to start with that? I agree it, with everything you said. Yeah. Though. Yeah, I mean, you've got me up against the wall with that with that comment. Um, to, to be fair, the whole brand supremacy thing, like I, I think we talked about this yesterday on Twitter, Lou, the qualifiers, they had like people who had literally been on Raw. Everyone. Yeah, it, it didn't make a lot of sense. Everyone, in the, everyone who had a qualifying match wasn't on Raw uh, the night of Survivor Series. Uh, the first person to move over was Keith Lee. And after that, uh, no one had moved over since, since a couple of weeks ago in the draft. That's when everyone moved over. Which, but why? So, so, so this is why when I said a couple of days ago I hated the sort of uh, Raw versus SmackDown thing. This is why because who? Why do they care? They've got no loyalty to to Raw. When I think of Jeff Hardy, especially AJ Styles, I think SmackDown. I don't think Raw. Yeah. AJ Styles, the house, uh, the house that AJ Styles built is SmackDown. So why would he care about Raw? It's, it's, it would be nice. And I know Sean was talking about this earlier uh, on Twitter. To get some stakes to the match, what does the winning team perhaps go in a five-way, uh, a, a subsequent pay-per-view, maybe TLC, which is the next one, and that person gets the final slot at uh, the Royal Rumble, number 30? That would be cool. Just yeah, something, something like that. Like, like um, and Sean actually did a good example, right? In 2005, I believe it was, or 2004, where they got to run Raw. They were like the GM of Raw for the next few weeks and whatnot, and they made their own matches. That was good. And in 2003, I want to say, obviously we had the stakes because it was Austin and Bischoff, and it was yeah. like whoever won, the other one had to go. So it always means more like that, like kind of bragging rights, like really, who cares, man? Like literally, like... Like NXT, I get it last year because they had that um, like they, that desire to be seen as a third brand, not just developmental. Yeah. I kind of understand the narrative there, but yeah, um, I don't know. And let me just say on Jobber JJ's um, super chat, which I thoroughly enjoyed, um, euphemism in Slapjack's name now. Like, am I going to be telling my missus to? You know, I've I've got a slapjack going on here. Like, is this is this where is this where we're going with that? Yeah. I t thing is, I think he's going to get over because of how stupid well, because of that because because of how stupid the name is and how stupid the mask is. I think people once fans are back, they're just going to love it if they're still even a thing by the time fans are back. No, because it is know. so bad. It's, I don't know. But it, it's so bad that it's funny. 
Mm. Who knows? I mean, uh, yeah, I, I know what you're trying to say here. Let, let me just touch on this comment from uh, Abnav. Alex, you have a very nice voice. That's built for radio, you might say, Abnav. Um, are you a Rangers or Celtic supporter, I assume? I'm actually neither. Um, I don't know if this will do here. Will it, can, can we see this, Lou? I don't think oh. I want to see it. It's the Newcastle tattoo because I am a Newcastle fan and it says granddad underneath that because my family are from there, although my accent doesn't help that. Of course, because I'm born yeah. down south. I, but Louis has a southern accent and he supports Liverpool. So I mean, I do love a bit of Rangers as well, bearing in mind they've got Stevie G as their manager. But I mean, I, I hope you guys know how lucky you are to have me on the show today because Liverpool are playing right now. Yeah, no. With my commitment to wrestling daily, we're here to bring you the news. I'm here. I'm missing the game. I've, and you know, you guys know me. No music, no, uh, no films. Football and wrestling are my things. So for you guys, you should all be honoured for me to uh, be, be in your presence today. Listen, Lou, I don't know if I'm old or not, but Rianne has spelled out for me why Slapjack is such a sexual connotation. Yep. I actually didn't know that. Did I you? Didn't either. I didn't either until obviously it's come out since. But yeah, I think Sean said it on a post show I watched. Uh, the Urban Dictionary definition is for podcast listeners. I think we can say this without be, get, getting demonetized. Whatever. It's when you... Um, <laughs> When you finish your business in your hand and then slap someone in the face. That, yeah, which uh, I can't imagine is a regular occurrence in this day and day and age or any age. Um, but never mind. Who know. knows? Who knows? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Let's talk about Raw a little bit, shall we? Um, because it was a kind of a, it was a full show where they started a lot of things in different directions. But still, I don't think Raw accomplished a lot of the goals that they really were looking for. I'm very happy that Drew McIntyre was booked strong once yep. again. Um, now stabbing people in the eyes with pens, apparently. Um, Only in Canada. Well, yeah, we saw it though. I saw it on BT Sport on my. On oh, my I one. didn't see it. I did. Yeah. On my recording this morning. Interesting. So uh, it literally was the last thing before it went off the air. Um, but I think it's fair to say if you actually put Raw side by side, SmackDown and Dynamite, it really isn't in the same ballpark to me at the moment. Um, I thought it was really lazy what they did with the women for the Survivor Series because then they've got all of these men um, that they're having qualifying matches for. <sighs> thought it was really uh lazy what they did with the women um you know just having the four way for the last spot i get it they're not as deep but they could have made some matches out of that to make them earn it especially you know maybe you go okay jackson baszler are yeah. our focal points and let's fill out the rest that's yeah. maybe what they should have done lou um I agree with that. What, what was your take on the beginning embers of this survivor series build 
Um, well, I mean, we've spoken about obviously the qualifying matches and how, uh, obviously for the men's side of it, which I do like, I do like people instead of just going, I will be part of the match, there's least stakes of the matches that are happening on Raw, so they have a bit of weight to them. Um, and you have to earn your place, which is good, but I don't know why anyone would earn their place because what do you get for being in the match? Um, no, it's a big Survivor Series match, but uh, there we go. I mean, AJ, Jeff Hardy, a good match, probably, um, probably would be good if we hadn't seen them feud on SmackDown uh, uh, all all summer. But uh, yeah. again, great stuff there. Same with Elias and uh, Keith Lee. The match was good, but the distraction finish with Jeff Hardy was very predictable. But again, Keith Lee uh, won, which is great to see. And he'll be in that Survivor Series match a year on from his great stuff with Roman. I'm kind of disappointed yeah. Roman's not going to be in the match as well to kind of get that dynamic playing off. Uh, but I think with guys like Seth, who he's had a back and forth with, who could be in the match, there's a lot of interesting things that could happen. Um, and then Sheamus and Matt Riddle was, um, I think, the wrong guy won. It was a good match. Very good match. Not very good, but it, it, it was good. Uh, I just think the wrong guy won for me. Uh, I, I think it was a liked... solid TV match. Um, but yeah, I would have liked to see I Riddle. know what you're saying. I think Matt Riddle is going to suffer with the same thing that Lars Sullivan and Velveteen Dream suffer with, nobody wants to see them do well right now. No one's rooting for them. They're mm. all, uh, you know, and Riddle was still a baby face too. So it's really hard to book that. Um, yeah. I, I think he's up against it for the foreseeable future, unfortunately. Um, just while I interject, Splats. Hi, I'm new. Hi. Hi. Hi there, buddy. Welcome to the stream. Thank you very much for giving us a try. Um, yeah, so I think when you look at the teams, um, it's worth you know parlaying this into a report that we saw a few weeks ago from Dave Meltzer where he said Lana was being pushed to be a top baby face on Raw okay that's what all the table spots were about that are still going on to this day and she got she had another one last night Lana as a top baby face hmm, that's hard for me to swallow and um is it all setting up for Lana to be the last woman standing at Survivor Series I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I in terms of this report, it's an interesting one because Raw, uh, it, what they're doing with Lana at the moment is, I know a lot of people have speculated it's punishment for the whole Miro thing. I don't buy into that at all no. because I mean, Lana was never booked well. If anything, she's been given <laughs> more opportunities than she ever has been before. Um, yeah. It's not like she was winning world titles and then is getting put in through her tables every week. And then we, if, if that was happening, I'd be like, all right, there might be some weight to this. But she wasn't booked well to start with. So uh, I don't know. I don't believe it in, in that report. But in terms of Lana as a baby face, I could see her probably being over, not with in terms of us, our bubble, who is probably the wrestling bubble that like to see the great technical wrestlers. But in terms of a face for the company, in terms of her brand on social media, She's obviously massive, got a massive following. So I could mm. see why WWE would want to push her because she would probably bring a lot of eyes from her social media accounts. I know she's big on TikTok, whatever the hell TikTok is and things like that. So I could see her perhaps bringing over those eyes and WWE perhaps trying to tap into that uh, because Lana is a, and I think a couple of videos on social media over the past couple of weeks, she is obviously trying to learn and trying to improve herself. She's been training with Natty at the moment, uh, which is uh, an exciting prospect because Natty's fantastic. Um, I know she doesn't get enough credit, but um, I think it's definitely interesting that she's trying to improve. And I think let's give her the benefit of the doubt, see what she can do uh, in terms of a top baby face for the company. I don't know about that, but I could see her being a very serviceable player in the women's division moving forward. I, I, I've got a few problems with it, right? <laughs> um, first of all, if if you want to make her your top baby face, then just show the people the work she's put into improving the ring and let her do that in the ring, right? That yeah. That is what would win her over with fans more than anything else, more than just putting her through the table every week because, you know, that's how all the greats got over, right? Like, that's <laughs> how Steve Austin's push starts or whatever. Like, come on, man. Like, I, I don't know how that's meant to be, I guess, building sympathy for her. But to me... The work she's been putting in, if you've seen those videos of her training with Natty, it's evident. Okay. It's, 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 you know, and, and she has been saying about that for years. If anyone here watches Total Divas, which I don't in, uh, in earnest, I, I catch bits here and there, but she has been chipping away at it and steadily trying to improve her in ring craft. And because of that, 
I think that's where people could relate to her and say, okay, well, you know, she's really busting balls here to try and be more, do more. That's how you endear her to people. And then when she shows it in the ring, okay, you've got a star. But to try and just say, I don't think it ever works to say this is your baby face with mm. like, just because WWE go, well, you know, she looks great. She's, you know, or you could take her from, you know, like you said, the TikTok following social media imprint and go, oh, well, you know, we could use that. It never works. I mean, mm. I, I'd, I'd love to be told I'm wrong if someone can. But anyway, I'll move along the thoughts to Raw right after our second super chat of the night from CM Chris, good friend of the show. Question, Alex Louie. If you could make bring back a title for WWE Impact AEW, what would they be and why? Hashtag jam that jam. Easy for me. And I'm going to sound like a real Attitude Era um, nostalgic idiot. But I loved the hardcore title. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Um, and I mean that in just pure entertainment value. I'm not saying that it was prestigious or it made anyone. It was just fun. It did what it was. Like It gave mm. people to do i get it that in this day and age of concussions and things of that nature it probably becomes harder to do um but it still was a hell of a good time and it gave a lot of people on the roster something to do um and you know between 2000 2001 people like the undertaker 2002 people like the undertaker had it kane had it big show had it like lots mm -hmm. of big stars had it on the way to doing other things or where it was woven into the story they were in. I think the hardcore title has more value than people actually think. Um, but there you go. What about you, Lou? Uh, I mean, I have two things on that. First thing, when people try and compare the hardcore title to the 24 seven title, I use that undertaker example. I was like, could you imagine Seth Rollins on if, when he was on raw winning the 24 seven title? No, <laughs> that, you can't compare them. Um, and uh, in terms of a title that I want to bring back, I'm going to be a little bit of a smart ass with my answer because, you know, that's me. Um, I think WWE has too many titles. So what I would like to see is them bring back the unified tag titles right. and unify the tag divisions because WWE's tag division is uh, across both brands. As a whole, it's a, it's a stacked tag division across the two brands. But when you split them and WWE is currently in the phase of a uh, wanting to split every team under the sun. So I think if you uh, unify the belts, and I thought for a moment that's where they were going to go when New Day were drafted over to uh, Raw. Right. I thought that might be the direction but um, and sort of a unifi unification match with uh, Street Profits. Uh, obviously, we didn't get that. But I think, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see the unified belts back and I'd like them to unify the tag titles to make one extended division where the teams can float across uh, both brands and have uh, extended matchups. And that could work well with New Day if they were the tag champions and then go on a show with Big E for a bit, maybe right. have some fun backstage interactions with him. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'd like to see. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm down for that idea. And uh, speaking of ideas, we do have another super chat from Matty. Uh, I'm all for Edge and Orton. But it didn't need the title. I really feel fell uh, for retribution. A good idea that's been ruined beyond repair, in my opinion. So a two-parter, Matty. Let me start with the first one. Um, that seems to be what a lot of people believe, that um, the reason Orton has the title is because Edge will return and then they will finish off their feud for the title, culminating in this magical moment for Edge where he captures the world title after you know, nine years away, with 10 years probably at that point. Um, mm, I'm, I'm kind of like, I, I kind of hate the phrase doesn't need the title because someone was saying this to me earlier on Twitter that Alexa Bliss doesn't need the raw title. And they're like, because of their character and whatnot. But sometimes you want the most interesting characters really with the best stories to have the title. You know, mm. it doesn't really make a lot of sense to say, Oh, you know, they're interesting as they are. Leave them. They don't need it. Like, you know, you want the title to be a part of the best stories and the best moments. So I get it's twofold. It works both ways. For me, I don't think that this actually does need the story to the title to tell the story that they're telling personally. Mm -hmm. um, so I do agree with you on that notion. I do disagree, though, about Alexa Bliss. I think she'd be a great uh, you know, dif different flavor of champion, you know, providing she doesn't work the same way that um, Bray works. Because, yeah. you, know, you know, if you have an unbeatable champion, you're booking yourself into a corner. Anyway, um, the second part, yes, I do think Retribution are pretty much dead and buried. Uh, and I don't mean buried in the literal wrestling sense. I mean, 
I just feel like they haven't had the strong start. They don't have any foundations. They're not, you know, beating them means what at this point? Who are they threatening? What are they doing? Like, there's time to save it, but at the same time, um, I just, I just don't think they've they been given any kind of footing. They haven't given any kind of footing to do anything. So, they Lou, haven't won. You? Well, I mean, they haven't won. So why do we care? We mentioned this yesterday, but hurt business gain less by beating them because. They we've been given no reason to care, so it's like beating a bunch of enhancement talents because we know Dominic Djajakovic is great, but do the mainstream audience know? So he's just a big guy that gets beat all the time. Yeah. It, it, it it doesn't work for me in terms of his retribution. You said you don't want to use the term buried in the wrestling sense, and I know I said this yesterday, but Raw confirmed it for me. The booking was so bad, and I mean, what was Mia Yim doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, Lou. I really don't. I mean, it, it, it was I don't know what it was. They, they, she was attacked by a demon. She was convulsing. That's the was, that's the best way I could articulate it. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. Um, poor Mia, by the way, because what a wonderful talent she is. Um, before we move on to our first hot take, we've got a hot take in the form of a super chat, Lou, and that comes from. George Yamin. A hot take. Rollins is underrated in the ring while Omega is overrated. Hmm. Gonna let that marinate. I think Ooh. you're half right. I think um so someone was arguing with me the other day when I said Roman Reigns is untouchable right now in terms of his character. He's the best character in wrestling. That's my opinion. Heel Roman, untouchable. Someone was like, no, 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 Kenny Omega is better. No, he's not. His character isn't on fire like Roman is. Um, the cogs are just turning on that. And I do love where it's going, right? But you can't say it's got the same fire and um, you know appeal that Roman has right now. I don't think you can say that. In terms of a worker, in-ring talent, I think it's barking mad to say that he's anything less than one of the absolute top best in the world. Top five, maybe, in-ring today. I know that... He, Okay, you say he hasn't really had a chance to show it in AEW yet. Still probably had the best match this year with Hangman Page yeah. and the Bucks. Um, so, but I do think Rollins doesn't get enough credit. I think a lot of people um, come down hard on Rollins. Like he, he he could say something on Twitter that if anyone else said, it wouldn't be a problem. But because it's Rollins, everyone's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. like he gets a real hard time. And I know that he's kind of put himself in that position from some past tweets and things of that nature. But you can't tell me he isn't one of the best workers in the world. I've said this for a long time, taken some heat for it at times, but his babyface run in 2018 with the IC title was amazing. And I think he's been on fire again this year. Like his work inside the ropes, he, he I think it's popular to be like, no, New Japan. And, you know, don't get me wrong, there, there are some amazing workers there. New Japan and AEW, they've got the best workers in the world. Trust me, if Rollins was out there, yeah. In either of those promotions, you'd be, you know, showering that man in praise. Lou, you got any takes? Yeah, if the if the roles were split and Kenny Omega was in WWE and Seth Rollins was in AW, in terms of the style of match that they are generally allowed to have, I think we'd be probably in a position where we're saying Seth Rollins is one of the greatest in the world. He is a fantastic worker, a fantastic. Some of the stuff he said on Twitter is. Marmite. <laughs> Marmite. Uh, but I mean, he is uh he's a fantastic wrestler. He is one of the great what well, probably one of the best the company's got right now. Uh, I mean, his match with Miz always sticks that one out to me as a someone that isn't the best in-ring worker, but Seth Rollins proved that uh, he could bring him to a great match. Uh, I think Seth's great. And I mean with Kenny, when people say he's the best wrestler in the world right now. I don't think you'll, you'll meet anyone who massively disagrees with that take. I think he is generally fantastic. His matches have proved it. Any spot he's in, he's, he's doing great stuff. So for me, that is a little bit of a hot take. Medium size, I'd say. I, I get the the overrated connotation, though, because if you maybe have just watched AEW, right, and you hear all about Kenny Omega and you haven't seen the Okada series and you know, all of the stuff that they did, then maybe you're thinking, well, what's, what's the big fuss? Even though he's good, right? It's like, is he that good? But he, he is that good, okay? Like, let me assure anyone who has not seen all of Kenny Omega's body of work, he is that good.
Um, so let's get to our first videoed hot take, Lou, uh, straight out the gate. Uh, in fact, we'll start with our own, shall we? Well, our own Luke Owen. Start with that. Aside from his first year and this past year, Randy Orton has been the most boring WWE main eventer. 15 long years of mediocre to pretty good matches, or sometimes just outright bad matches, endless feuds with John Cena, fine promos. I have never got him. I've absolutely never got Randy Orton as a main event guy. Apart from this last year where I think he's been absolutely terrific. And his first year, all the stuff he did with Mick Foley, thought that was great. But everything in between, man. Yeah, babyface, heel, tweener, rated RKO, pff, feud with DX. Ah, just didn't get it. Not for me. God damn you, Luke Owen. God damn, he looks a lot like Mr. Wrestle Talk as well. I mean, I must, I must say, um, there are some merits to what he just said. Some, yep. but not all. I think Randy Orton is, you know, you get all these people that come down on him saying, oh, you know, you do a chin lock and all this stuff and saying that he's boring, but he's one of the smoothest, um, you know, greatest workers of his generation, to be honest. And, and I think anyone who's been in the ring with him will tell you that, which says a lot. Um, I personally love the whole him and Triple H thing. So that's in between the era that Luke Owen's talking about. I think that was 2009, you know, when he was kicking Stephanie in the head. Um, you know, RKO, no, he kicks Shane in the head and RKO'd Steph and Vince. I thought that was a great time of Randy Orton. I enjoyed Randy Orton in Legacy. Um, you know, working with Daniel Bryan, in fact, where Bryan was kind of screwed with that first uh, cash-in when Triple H kind of done him over and the authority and all of that stuff. Randy and Christian. Everyone knows I love Christian, 2011. Randy has had a ton of great stuff. I do think that's a little short-sighted from Luke Owen. Um, yes, the Randy and Triple H payoff actually wasn't amazing at, at WrestleMania, but they had to follow Michael and Michaels and Taker. Like, you could have had any match after that and they were going to struggle. I think, oh, uh, you know, Orton is an all-time great. Yeah, man, he's had some bad ones. Of course. You know, Jinder um <laughs> that springs to mind um you know and, and, and there's a there's a there's a whole bunch of others that just didn't really click for him but i don't know if that was ever really his fault when he's worked with top tier talent randy Orton and seth rollins at wrestlemania was fantastic i'm That's That's i mean spot. look i've got literally like i think i could make a list of 10 i might do that tomorrow of 10 randy Orton matches in the time span that luke owen has just said that he's boring and crap that <laughs> spell that because honestly Randy that it I started off going yeah you know what he's had some bad ones but honestly the work that he's done that's you know uh the good work he's done supersedes the bad in my opinion Lou yeah I mean I will I might have to take Friday off and just let you and Luke uh, on the show and just debate this because yeah. it seems like you're both quite passionate about your respective sides but I mean he uh uh, I understand what Luke is saying to an extent. Randy Orton will never be the sort of wrestler that goes in and uh, does the elaborate bumps. He has from time to time and has done his fair share of bumps, but you're not going to expect Randy Orton to uh, pull out all the stops. And I mean, I focus Randy Orton. There is no, no one better than you speak to legends of the business. You speak to hear them on their podcast. They will say if they could build a wrestler from the ground up, it would be Randy Orton. And yeah. at the end of the day, we like to think we know everything about wrestling and we know a fair bit, but those in, in the know, no. And they've all said Randy Orton is one of the best uh, wrestlers of all time. Don't know about that for me, but uh, I think he's fantastic. Uh, this year, as Luke said, this year he has been terrific. His promos have been out of this world. His story's out of this world. He's been doing some great stuff and legitimately feels like a top, top, top star and someone that I'm interested in seeing what he's involved in. Um, so, yeah, I'd have to say uh, I respectfully disagree with Luke, mainly respectfully because uh, I have to see him tomorrow morning for our morning meeting. Well, my disagreement is less respectful. And as Jobber JJ says, <laughs> if Luke wants to shoot on this, I am prepared to do so. Let's set it up. Uh, I just want to uh, call back to this 
super chat that we seem to have missed from Rian earlier on, who said yeah. that burn off what John Alba said, where he said that there should be some sort of stakes of Survivor Series matches. What if the winning Survivor Series team goes into the five pack elimination match of TLC or TV for the number 30 spot of the Rumble? Yep. I, that's, that's what I do. I think if you want to give Rum, uh, the TLC some stakes, have the main event of TLC be a five-way ladder match. It's all based around TLC. Have that be a five-way ladder match or based on the surviving participants or something of that nature. Uh, have that and then, yeah, give it stakes, give TLC stakes. And then, obviously, the consecutive pay-per-views go Survivor Series, TLC, Rumble, so it all works out chronologically as well. And uh, stakes make matches. They really do. Um, yeah. as, as, as simple as that sounds... They really do. Um, and I think WWE misses that sometimes with their booking. Anyway, uh, one thing we haven't really talked about on Raw, and we're going to do two bits of business here, Lou, and I'm going to fire them both to you. A, Alexa Bliss, killing it in her role alongside Bray Wyatt. Where do we think that's heading and what's the ceiling? I think Raw champion, you tell me. And B, there's been a lot of talk about Tucker, after his uh, <laughs> his terrible betrayal on Sunday, maybe he making his way back to SmackDown to feud with Otis. There's been a lot of conflicting reports out there, so I'm going to let you clear that up. But only after you've waxed lyrical about my good friend Alexa. Oh, Alexa's fantastic. I love the work she's doing at the moment. I thought the uh, the, the she, she was fantastic in her role. She is doing brilliant, brilliant stuff. Uh, she plays her role really well. It's interesting, engaging. It's something we've all wanted, the whole Sister Abigail story. And although mm. she's not Sister Abigail, it's sort of the lines we're going down. And I think... I don't think it's better, though, that they're doing it the way they are, rather than yeah. she fully-fledged Sister Abigail. Like, this whole meshing of her character, I think, is awesome. Yeah, it is. I think she, because well, I mean, it's definitely when she's a baby face, she comes off as really quite innocent uh, with her NXT run. She was sort of the whole innocent baby face. So the idea of her being, I guess, taken over by the fiend and sort of, uh, uh, I guess, uh, controlled by him is one that's really engaging because they are literally the two polar opposites of character, uh, characters. And I mean, in real life, Alexa Bliss is a Disney lover. She just seems like the nicest person you'd ever want to meet. So to have those contrast of characters is really uh, interesting. And I think we have a lot of potential with her feuding with Asuka. That could be something that I'd really be interested in seeing. And then if, if Bray is going for the WWE title, having those two with all the gold on, on Raw, the both top titles could be something that's quite an interesting prospect. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. And like you, I'm, I'm very, very, uh, very, very happy to see Alexa Bliss in the role that she's in. It's fantastic though. In my opinion, sometimes they don't um, focus on the women outside of the title picture, but this character development is among the best WWE have done for someone not in that spot in, in recent memory. I honestly yeah. can't think of someone who's had such a great transformation. Um, and, and, and I agree with what Adam Southfield has said here. Alexa is one of the best character workers in WWE, and it's really hard to disagree right now because she is seamlessly moved along into where she is now. Lou, give us a breakdown of Tucker and what's going on with his future. So, there was a bit of confusion yesterday because uh, it was sort of um, – some people did some research. Or, uh, I use research in big air quotes uh, because it wasn't really research. They went on to WWE.com and saw that Tucker was on the SmackDown brand. So what WrestleTalk's uh, Liam Winnard did was there is a – I'll throw this up on screen now. This is a, uh, a, a web page from the 23rd of October after the draft. Uh, and uh, his tweet reads, hey, everyone, I use the Wayback Machine website, which lets you view old version of web pages. And Tucker was still listed on SmackDown's roster page on WWE's website on October 23rd. He was never moved to the Raw page after the draft. So ignore reports that he was moved back. So that is just simple research showing that, hey, don't take too much talking to WWE.com saying that, oh, uh, that Tucker's been being moved to SmackDown because he's back on the SmackDown page because he was never moved to Raw. And this has since been, I guess, corroborated, although Liam's wasn't a report saying he'd heard backstage. It was more just in terms of the uh, WWE.com side of things. PW Insider is reporting that Tucker is expected and likely to stay on Raw and not move over to SmackDown to feud, uh, move back to SmackDown to to sort of uh, have a feud with Otis. Uh, this, for me, is obviously with Survivor Series coming up. I could see this being a pre-show match, Otis versus Tucker. I don't know whether they're going to be part of their respective uh, 
Survivor Series teams? I'd probably say not because uh, with all due respect to Tucker and um, Otis, they're probably not big enough stars and probably especially Tucker with all due respect to him because he has, he's improved a lot, just not what you'd expect from a Survivor Series main event. Uh, so, yeah, it's... It's 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 interesting that people will just all WWE.com's never uh, never change. I would say WWE.com is probably the last thing to change with roster changes. So don't take too much stock into that and sort of say, uh, oh, it's going to be this, it's going to be that, uh, because a lot of the time it's not what it uh, seems or it's not what's being sort of portrayed on the website. Yeah, and that's fair. Uh, Timothy Wayne says, Louis looks apathetic. He smiles once in a while, but 90% of the time he looks like he wants to sob while listening to my chemical romance. Let me tell you why you're wrong, Tim. Uh, because Louis is a good guy, and B, he doesn't listen to music. <laughs> Am I smiling enough for you, Timothy? He's, uh, he, I'm sorry. He's, uh, he's, he's a different kind of kettle of fish, uh, Tim. But a good egg nonetheless. So come on now. Um, listen, uh, moving forward, anything else you want to talk about on Raw, Lou? Because I know we've talked a little bit about Retribution and how they're floundering. Alexa moving forward. We've seen Survivor Series build and we saw Drew enter the picture with Randy and The Fiend. So one one would assume The Fiend and Randy is the direction, but Drew seems to be keeping himself in that picture let me just say before i get your thoughts on that we've got new day street profits we've got uh roman and orton which is a bit of a mind numbing match in, in a weird way like two of your top heels kind of taking each other it's weird it's very weird um and of course we're gonna have the u.s title and the intercontinental title which would be sammy Zayn and bobby lashley renewing hostilities from 2018 when sammy Zayn was castrating bobby lashley's sisters and his military service um so there's a lot of heel versus heel and babyface versus babyface with sasha and oscar going at it there i mean what do you make of that? Is is the dynamic weird or is does that tell you that things are probably going to change in the next three weeks? I don't see the top title picture changing. I don't no. see um I don't see either Randy or especially Roman. I, I hope not. Roman Roman winning that too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I would be mortified if Roman doesn't win. If, if he's if he's fed to all the I, I honestly can't think of anything worse. Um I think it would do so much damage for his character. Um, I think that it's obviously, I like the title versus title matches. Um, I think that obviously it's important to know NXT will not be part of uh, the, sh the show this year. As uh, we sort of, spe I speculate on Twitter anyway, based on uh, the COVID protocols that it probably wouldn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Be a sommeter, me green all the way. I've given uh, but, yeah. uh, there you go. I, I kind of speculated it wouldn't be, wouldn't happen because uh, of the COVID stuff, which makes sense. So we're getting that. I, I think that the matches are exciting. New Day versus Street Profits is particularly quite exciting to me. Has a dynamic uh, that could work. Uh, I know I tweeted this, and you and I had a bit of a not a back and forth. It was very respectful. Uh, <laughs> a lot but, of decorum. Uh, sure. <laughs> you and I had a bit of a chat about Asuka and uh, Sasha Banks. I put something out like, this match is exciting, but it would be even more exciting if we hadn't seen it six million times over the summer. Obviously, we did not see it six million times for those that take everything literally. But um, I think that it's... It, is a very good match and will be a good match. And the dynamic will be different from what we've seen before because Sasha's obviously now a babyface. But it's just one of those instances where I would have liked to see something different. And I know well, that... Any, any, anything different would have been Bailey, So that wouldn't have been different. Which we got a <laughs> clash of champions. So right, exactly. Uh, uh, it, is, it is difficult. And I think that obviously with... The way WWE is right now, it's it's a lot of heel versus heel or face versus face. Face versus face can work. Heel versus heel. Uh, I mean, we say that, but uh, at, uh, two shows ago, uh, two Survivor Series ago, we got Daniel Bryan, who had just turned heel versus Brock Lesnar. And that was, I know Adam Blompier said it was one of his favorite matches. So heel versus heel. I think there are, different, there are different shades of heel, though, right? Yeah. So, like, you, you could have Sami Zayn, who is the cowardly heel, against the kick-ass Brock Lesnar heel. Yeah. And it's different, right? The dynamic is still, it works. Whereas, you know, if you have two of the similar ilk, 
it 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 can be challenging. But anyway, I want to I want to segue into another super chat here from George Yamin coming coming with that a uh, good question once again, my friend. Who do you think will take the title from Roman? Oh, man, that's a question. That I is a question. Hope. Um, I have hope of Biggie. Yeah, I me too. I I do hope it's Biggie. Um, and I do think there is room for the New Day and the Bloodline or, or whatever they call themselves, the tribe, who knows, um, next year. I do think that can work. I mean, I, I think if The Rock is the plan at WrestleMania, which it certainly appears to have been at some stage, if not still is, I don't think The Rock be, The Rock puts him over, for starters. Um, and I think Roman keeps rolling. Samoa Joe in the equation, I don't think WWE would put Samoa Joe over Roman as much as I would maybe enjoy seeing Samoa Joe get his time in the sunshine. So Biggie's got to be the answer, right? No, I think the answer's come from Jobber JJ. Brock mm. Lesnar. <laughs> but no, I think that... I think uh, yeah, Biggie when he comes back, by the way. But there you go. Hopefully Biggie is the answer because I think that... Uh, I didn't know about their plans in terms of... I didn't see it happening until... There was that four-way where the J won to earn the spot. The Big E was taken out of. And I was like, okay. I think they, they've obviously taken him out to extend this feud with Sheamus. But have they done it to sow a seed of him wanting to get into the title picture and they're delaying it? I think there's potential. I really think that I know a lot of times we hear, oh, this star's going to get a big push. I think we are going to see Big E get a big push. And I yeah. could see him at least being a challenger for Roman Reigns, if he isn't eventually the man to take the title off him. I know that it would kind of be nice to have it be someone Samoan if he's going along that Samoan dynasty line. Uh, so... There's only so far they can that story, though, right? Like, there's there only is. so many of them in the company. Yeah, Nia Jax, she could be the one to take it off him. She but, could. Um, <laughs> she's been in the Women's Royal Rumble. She's done it before. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's interesting, and I think it does leave a lot of possibilities open. Obviously, if he's holding it past WrestleMania, there's the superstar shakeup. So it could be Drew. That could be exciting. Could be yeah. Drew coming over to SmackDown after the shakeup, uh, and then them starting a feud. You, you mentioned earlier, Triple H seems very high on that possibility of those two having a match together. So uh, that could be something that we ex uh, that we see sort of later on down the line. Uh, so we'll we'll have to see how things go and uh, how, I guess, the dynamic of WWE changes over the coming weeks and months. Yeah, um, I must say um, on that, I hadn't even really thought of the Paul Heyman aspect of Brock Lesnar, but he, that makes sense, which is alarming slash annoying. Um, I, I could see that happening. Also, don't count out Seth Rollins. Um, he's doing, obviously, sensational work. They've got the Shield... Um, backstory and I feel like if they move away from the tribal chief stuff that could be the way to go um, so I think you know there, there's I would say Big E is my preferred route but of course there is Lesnar and um, and Seth probably lurking um, but who knows man um, I've got we've got another super chat here and then we need to get into the two final hot takes Lou so CM Chris for me the title should be from earlier SC WWE should bring back the European title and AEW should have a six-man tag title in the future. Very interesting you say that, CM Chris, because, of course, Ring of Honor had uh, a six-man tag title and many that are in AEW have held those titles, uh, that being the elite. So it would be very interesting if they were to kind of rip off that idea uh, and go down that route. And in terms of the European title, uh, Lou, I mean, obviously this is my era, so I was just about to take it off you. But if you have any fond memories, please do. Um, I it was actually a show we reviewed, uh, and this is not a fond memory, I guess it's just a funny one. For I think it was Unforgiven 2000 when uh Al Snow was doing his different gimmicks from all the European countries, and he came out for, for his match as an Italian and hit a test over the head with a pizza box, uh, which was just interesting an interesting dynamic. I think that actually the European title would be an interesting addition to NXT UK if they want to add a mid card title to their wow, yes, good show. I like that. Someone, someone like a, a a kid holding that belt, or someone of that ilk. Uh, it could be an interesting addition to that uh, roster. Obviously, the European uh, with NXT. Yeah, William, 
William Regal to present it, maybe something like that. Exactly. Cool. Oh, Triple H, Triple H as well, for, former European champion. You've got the dynamics there. Obviously, William Regal makes more sense being from Europe. Um, but yeah, I think that that is, is obviously exciting. And I think AW, there's been rumors of a six man tag division. And with the amount of teams they've got and the amount of factions they've got, I think it's, yeah. it's a no brainer. And I'd be, I'd be pretty shocked if we don't see it because I mean, teams like LAX or Santana Ortiz have sort of not have their fair shot in the tag division just based on how stacked it is. So moving them to the six-man division with Sammy Guevara or Jake oh, Hager or Chris Jericho yeah. or whoever it is could be exciting. Same with uh, the Lucha Bros and Eddie Kingston or the Butch and the Blade and Eddie Kingston. There's a lot of interesting dynamics that could work there, especially with the elite as well. Um, so Team Taz, if they make an addition to their sort of group. So yeah, I think there's there's a lot of exciting additions uh, that could be made if WWE and AEW respectively brought in those titles that uh, CM Chris, was it? I think, it, yeah, CM Chris suggested. Let me tell you, I think my favourite Louis fantasy line thus far is the European title in NXT UK. I love that idea. I think that's a fantastic idea. And like you said, A-Kid is a great candidate. You know, Flash Morgan Webster, someone like that um making a run at it trent seven um man there's a lot of great guys that can do that um yeah i love that idea and also like you said the way that aew i have no idea if they are actually doing this so don't take this as a report or anything but the fact that they are kind of stacking themselves up with three man stables and upwards would lead you to believe that they are perhaps heading in that direction but i'd probably wait until they had maybe another show which we've heard a lot about as well um before putting too much stock into that so let's get on to the last two hot takes uh, and see what we've got what irons we've got in the fire you wanted a hot take video i've got a hot take for you not very popular enzo and big cast should be rehired by the wwe and brought back enzo was good on the mic they knew how to pop the crowd their music hit you got a reaction they were pretty good in the ring not perfect but pretty good vince should never have broken them up Heck, we got Lars Sullivan back, we got Velvet Jean Dream with controversy, and we got Matt Riddle with controversy. So we could bring back Enzo and Big Cass. There's your hot take. Carol, what are you talking about, woman? Um, I, like, no. I, I, like, I like aspects of this. I like aspects. I agree that they shouldn't I'll, have I'll let, you, I'll let you take the lead here. Go on. I like that. I agree they should never have been broken up. I think that they actually weren't given a fair shot in the tag division and should have had a run with the tag titles in either uh, NXT or the main roster. I think that that was a mistake. They are tailor-made for the main roster there. As, as Carol says, you got they got reaction in the crowd. You cannot deny that. And they were better as a tag team than the, uh, than the I guess, some of their, uh, the, the, than them individually. Uh, the issue with it comes, obviously, with the added controversy. Not even controversy, that I think a lot has been reported that both are a, ta a touch, perhaps, not difficult to deal with, but difficult to deal with uh, backstage. And there have been copious reports of that. I believe Cass has, uh, there ha is, thankfully, I believe, doing better from what we have heard. But yeah. um, I think it is one that I could... And there are even reports of it. I think you'll probably know more than this. Wasn't it actually... There was reported that though they were considering bringing them back to NXT, and didn't you ask Triple H about it? I'll get onto this in a second, Lou. Please continue. I'm, I'm locked and loaded. <laughs> Go on. I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna tag over to you. Yeah, tag just, out. All right. I'm ready. Uh, just just before all, I continue, Carol, do not hold me responsible for. for <laughs> the fire that alex is about to bring i'm just about to say um carol is one of my favorite people in the comment section so please don't take this uh evisceration personally uh enzo and cass is a terrible idea to bring back and i know from speaking to uh, i did an interview with triple h uh at cardiff nxt uk takeover and he shut that stuff down hard um you know, I'm not trying to... Everyone says I'm shooting on everyone today. I want to give rubs, <laughs> not shoots. Um, and yeah, man, it, it's it's one of them where Triple H was like, you know, Enzo's making up his own rumours and trying to find their way back into the company. At the end of the day, that they are behind the scenes. They are, they are not fondly liked by virtually anyone. Enzo thought he was essentially bigger than WWE from what you hear a lot of people. He really thought his stock was that big. You know, he didn't want to... It's kind of laughable 
that he was, and this is almost the reason why Pac ended up leaving WWE. He, you know, he was the cruiserweight champ. Mm. And he could to be fair, I understand WWE's logic of wanting to push Enzo above uh, that's right. Like wanting to push Enzo above Neville is completely the logical thing to do. Way they the way that they beat him and built him up, it was not it was it was insulting almost to a lot of the guys that they had there. Enzo couldn't lace the boots of half of the people on 205 Live. Um it's just it, 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 man, like I said, nobody wanted them back. Triple H shut that down. Unless Vince McMahon himself one day is like, oh, you know, actually. I can see something in those two. Because what I will say is, Carol was right in the way that they were over. They were hella over at one point. There's no doubt about that. The crowd were feeling them. They were into them. Um, that's got more to do with the catchphrase and the entrance than anything else. I don't think that their work in the ring particularly got them over. Cass had all of the things that Vincent Mann would salivate over and, you know, there's a lot of reasons behind the scenes of why that didn't work out. And I won't go into those, but a lot of personal relationships, of course, particularly on Cass's side, that did not work out. So, um, in fact, Fightful have dropped in here, Lou, our good friend, SRS. Uh, Enzo and Cass and Ring of Honor's handling almost completely ruined the company's relationship with New Japan Wrestling. Um, yeah, it, that, that, that situation, I guess, Enzo turning up at, I think it was a Survivor Series show in the crowd being a clown, frankly, uh, that will have made any potential return uh, considerably less likely because I presume a lot of Bidget Bridges have been burned and a lot of... Uh, a lot of if you've I heard mean, any podcast that he's been on, honestly, the world that he lives in is like that he is this top, top, top star, top draw, when like he'd barely kind of paid his dues in the business, really. You like, know, he, 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 set up an own, he set up an OnlyFans that was purely about uh, wrestling training. So he's giving away wrestling training to people on OnlyFans. I, I don't, I don't... I don't know what you want me to say to that. I mean, listen, Wait, um, are you not they weren't as good as they thought they were, which is half the problem. Um, their stock in the company was never as high as they actually envisioned themselves. And they weren't cooperative behind the scenes. They were problems. Okay. It's a, it's a bad mix. If you are going to be a problem, like Shawn Michaels in the nineties, you better be really, really good. <laughs> and like, you know, and better have a body of work that stands up to that. They had neither. Um, and I hate to say that because I wish the both the best guys, but they've got a lot more to prove than that they are owed. And that is the big problem with them. Let's get to the final hot take, which we're going to squeeze in here. Everyone, it's me, Xander Mania. Uh, my unpopular wrestling opinion is that Bailey's title reign has not been that enjoyable. I don't think it's brought out too many exciting matches. I have not been that into her role model character. And I'm not particularly invested in the feud with Sasha Banks. So, yeah, that's my unpopular wrestling opinion. So let me, preface this. let me preface this by saying this was uh, sent in before uh, Hell in a Cell. So, right. I mean, that's fine. But also, <laughs> I, I mean... He's right and he's wrong because there's a lot of feuds that um, Bailey had that were just to get to, you know, basically just to kill time to make it to when the eventual split and the eventual match with Sasha happened, i.e. facing Nikki um, Cross uh, a couple of times. You know, she basically ran through the SmackDown division without any real story in there other than the fact that her and Sasha were just running stuff. Like, that was really the story the challenges were a byproduct of that. You know, the Lacey Evans stuff where they were taunting her daughter. Um, yeah, it, the, the, really, all you can say that was great was with Kyrie and, and Oscar. That's, that was like the, the apex of Bailey's feud, I would say. Uh, sorry, Rain. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed, actually, the feud with her and Sasha. I mean, yes, I, I felt like it could have been done at a different time and laid out differently, but I still was invested come Sunday and then they delivered, which is probably why I was invested because I knew that they would. Um, but still, I don't think you can say the rain is like, not that Xander said this, but you can't say it's a flop. Is it legendary? Mm, that's debatable. Let's not forget for she held the title really for since may 2019 she had that one month uh where, very, one not month one week where she was by brendan by the way just to preface yeah, no no, no. I, I was gonna say the same thing she has had great matches uh her ma i mean her match with sasha banks will go down as one of the best women's matches in history i know this super chat was said this hot take was sent in before then so i'll actually message 
Zander and see if his opinion has changed after that. And I'll let you guys know on Friday when I'm on. But um, it's it's an interesting take. It's one that I don't necessarily agree with. I think she was the MVP, her and Sasha Banks, of the pandemic era. They got themselves over massively. Yeah, cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Ah, every time. Uptown Avondale. Up every time. Um, I, just, I just saved it for when Louis started talking. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> it, is, it is It is. going to be interesting how uh, she reacts to this loss. Whether I know it's been speculated and by, by just people online. No reports, nothing. That she might be taking some time off. Perhaps. Who knows? Uh, I'm not sure whether I believe that or not. But it'll be interesting to see how this, um, this loss and how she develops her character from there and where what we see uh, coming out of it. But, uh, yeah, we'll hopefully see how things uh, go. And I just want to pull this up from Timothy because he said it a few times. I know you were joking about the whole smile thing. I have a gorgeous smile, and uh, no one could uh, think otherwise. So no worries about that at all. Oh, we knew. We knew. We're not precious. Don't worry. Um, but, no, I do agree um a lot on what you just said about bailey i felt like the beginning of her reign was kind of establishing the character right where now i think she's really comfortable in that skin and she's a sensational heel um so the early embers are kind of remembered for that um but she really grew into it man it was a great it was a great reign yeah i don't know if it was amazing and i don't know if it was poor it was just it was good it was good and it led to some great stuff so i'm happy with it anyway speaking of great stuff you guys in the comments, you lovely viewers have been great. Once again, thank you very much for tuning in to another edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. We've had cameos from John Alba, um, SRS on his Fightful Burner. Uh, we've got all kinds of stuff happening here tonight. And I've been very grateful for the hot takes that we've received via the Super Chats and the video entries, which you can always get by sending to oh, that guy, Louis. Get my get my angles all wrong here. Um, so thank you once again. You can catch up with this show on the podcast form, Apple, Spotify, all podcast outlets if you want to catch up with the wrestling daily. And of course, like, share, and subscribe to Wrestle 2 because it's so painfully close to 30,000 of you lovely subscribers. So once again, thank you so much, guys. And I'll be back tomorrow with the man himself who has seen every wrestling match ever sp3 louis thanks for being here brother see you <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm off second half started i'm off all right yeah, yeah you're half off you want to see what liverpool's up to all right thank you very much guys and we'll be back catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.